Hey everybody, welcome to the Vox Podcast. We are all here today, Mike, Bonnie, and Tim. I don't know how to do a good hair update other than saying that I have hair, Bonnie has hair, and Mike does not. <laughs> very true. That's very true. Uh, I, You know what? I went somewhere today, and my hair, it's pulled back right now, but it was very Texas, and I got a compliment. She said, Ooh. I love how wild your hair is. Hmm. So. I got called a hippie the other day, and I didn't know that that was still a thing to call people. <laughs> now you do, though. Yep. Now you do. <laughs> awesome. Well, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, happy we are New Year. S- thank you. We are so excited to be kind of back. Um, uh, today's episode is a little, a little different than um, normal. And I just want to start. I'm going to start by saying one of the values that we have and always have had as a podcast is that we have a big focus on transparency, on vulnerability, um, and on telling the truth. We have all been a part of churches that have not upheld those values and instead put money or popularity um, over transparency and truth-telling. And um, so our firm belief is that you always tell the truth and we always give space for whatever that truth brings. Um, we believe in holding pain. We believe in grieving when necessary. And we also believe in talking about all of the things that we have all never been allowed to talk about in church. Um, we're also very much aware that with some of those conversations, some of those unpopular opinions, some of those hard topics, um, that there's some sort of um, outcome that we can't always control. But what we believe in is always facing those head on and showing what Jesus is like, or at least what we think he would be like. Sometimes that's a new way forward. Sometimes that's looking at things from a different angle. But that's really important to us. We value that. And we know that you guys value that as well. So Our hope is that in any of these types of conversations that we have, um, that within our vulnerability and pain, that we are always focusing on wisdom, um, even when that is difficult. So um, in light of this, um, I know, Mike, you want to share something with our (laughs) dear listeners. (laughs) What a a transition. Yeah. Um, I have often said that I'm the biggest sinner in the room. And, uh, and I actually mean it. I need to uh, share some stuff today um, that has been ongoing in my life. And, you know, we've really wrestled with how best to, to do this and if we should. And um, Tim and Bonnie have been such great advocates for the community we've built here being built on truth and permission and and grace that we felt like it's a thing we want you to know. Um, So I'm going to read two paragraphs um, and then we're just going to talk about them. And, um, you know, I know this is, um, this is awkward, but it's kind of the best way we thought through it. So here goes, this is me. Um, coming out of hiding, this is me trying to integrate my private self and my public self. So um, I pursued an emotional connection with someone other than my wife. 
um, dear friends intervened before anything catastrophic happened, but it was very inappropriate nevertheless. Uh, I've realized that my brokenness and sin have roots all the way back into childhood. And as my many friends will attest, they've manifested themselves in various patterns that I'm beginning to now notice throughout my life and ministry. Struggles with lust that continue to this day, overeating, running away from friendships and community and running towards isolation, rash and impulsive decision-making, self-sabotage, anxiety, depression, and a continual need for validation. I have realized that these issues, while sinful in and of themselves, they also point to things in my past that I've never addressed. And, um, and these behaviors have hurt my wife, of course, and have hurt many others throughout my career. And I'm beginning just now to realize the extent of the damage some of these fault lines in my character have caused. And um, even though this is super heavy stuff, um, I can't, I'm just so thankful for this community. I mean, really, and, and specifically for Tim and Bonnie. And we have a Vox board of directors. And I know this is a, a terribly conflicting thing to say, but I could not have chosen a better group of people to fall apart in front of. Um, they have embodied grace and unconditional friendship and support with very candid and difficult conversations about these patterns and their friendship. And this is so important. Their friendship in this has allowed me the opportunity to make the healthiest choices about coming out of hiding and pursuing healing. And so, um, regular therapy, I've started going back. Um, I've established relationships with some local pastors who know all of this and are going to walk with me. Um, I'm going to attend at least one, if not more, kind of, we found a place um, that offers week-long sort of therapeutic intensives to begin the hard work and, uh, and process of healing. And so, um, and so we, you know, we wrestled with um, whether or how to best share, uh, but we felt like the, this community has been so generous, um, you need to know. This community has been built on the premise, as Bonnie said, that um, the church should be the safest place to talk about anything, including our sin and brokenness. And I hate to be exhibit, you know, number one. And I certainly hate um, to disappoint um, many friends and family who listen. But at, at the same time, I think there's a deep desire for me to bring these two pieces of my life together. This private, these private struggles and the, the public sort of ministry. And, um, and so we just want to have a, a conversation about, okay, well, what's that mean? And how do we approach this? And what's that mean for the podcast? So um, anyway, Bonnie and Tim, feel free to jump in. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, so how are you guys? Uh, we've been living in this for the past month. Mm -hmm. And um, how does this sit with you? I mean, it's like you said, we've uh, living it for the past month, but I um, 
I have so many. I have all the feelings, which no one is shocked at. Um, <laughs> um, but um, first, like, I know to come on here took so much courage, um, not only to say it out loud, but to, like, admit things, but also doing that comes with a certain amount of you're asking for help, like, support in your healing and to say, hey, like, I'm going to do this, which means um, you know that people are counting on you to do it. And to me, um, that speaks the most of somebody who wants to get help. Um, I come from a family of addicts, and the number one thing is that they no one gets healed until they make the choice that they want to. So that speaks a lot to me. Um, and I love you so much. I mean, we've been friends forever, it feels like. <laughs> and um, it um, nothing can change that. And, you know, we, we support you. And as a community, and Tim and I have had endless conversations of um, we're here to walk with you. I think we've all been a part of churches that when something like this happens, the number one thing is the person never gets to speak and share their story. Right. And number two, it's just sort of like they're ostracized or moved. And then everybody, everything's sort of glossed over and nobody ever right. discusses it anymore. And it's awkward. And it's like the thing that you can't say. Um, <laughs> and so in proper so Vox true. fashion, we're saying it over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, with Justy's with Justy's permission, yeah, yeah, with with a whole a whole crew of people who know this. Well, so um, speak to that. Tell us, like, um, I know I can say it, but for you, like, how has it been different? Like, how is it different um, the way we've handled <laughs> it? Like, all of us have come together versus how maybe we've seen oh my lord churches and things handle things like this. Yeah. So. Um, First of all, um, I was caught, um, and that's that's an important part of the story because um, the way in which these dear friends sort of brought this up um, allowed me to make a profound choice, you know, whether to hide uh, and dig in or whether to um, come out of hiding and um, so, so there's been, um, besides the, the Vox, you know, the Vox crew, um, I've just realized, and I'm so tired of this. I, I've just realized, like, as I look back, I just, I, um, I just have hurt a lot of people and I've been so selfish in some ways. And, and I'm just, uh, I don't, I don't want to be like this, you know, I don't want to do this and I don't I thought you know it was so funny I thought myself very self-aware but I don't think that that's true what was your question Bonnie no I said <laughs> okay. I forgot where, where I you said. said how um how has this been handled different I mean one of the oh, things yes. in our yes. conversations is that yes. you always said like I, I you assumed it would go one way and you keep being shocked that we have people walking with you uh, yeah well I mean, I I have for many reasons like just learned there's just stuff you don't share, and I'm a I'm a performer. Um, 
uh, my bent is just to keep plugging along and skim over the really hard, uncomfortable stuff. And, and so to kind of come out of hiding um, is kind of my biggest fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, you know, just to disappoint people. And I mean, that's like my greatest thing is I just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, all the instincts that, you know, I have from church culture and even just self-preservation is just to protect the image, hide, you know, and we've just been so committed to saying, well, how, what are, we want to do the George Costanza way of conversation. Like George Costanza was on <laughs> Seinfeld and there was an episode where he learned that if he did the exact opposite of what his natural instincts were, life would go great. <laughs> yeah, <that was> true. <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like my natural instincts are to hide and to minimize and to... Um, just crawl away in shame and to quit to, I mean, this is just, these are patterns I've done over and over and over again. And so what, what's been different has been the fact that um, even from the very earliest conversations, you received my faltering um, conversation with, with grace, hard questions, honest conversations, but there was no like, um, there was no hint of, of condemnation. You know what I mean? There was honesty, but cause I, I was looking for it. Right. I mean, I just, I, all, my world is, um, is carrots and sticks. And so I, all I know is I'm rewarded when I'm good and I'm punished when I'm bad. Mm. And so to be, you know, even though we talk about it and I've tried to live it, but to be loved in my badness has been really, um, it's it's disorienting because I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know how to be exposed and not ashamed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know how to be a friend. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a pastor. Um, you know, living in this mess. I just know, I know what it's like when I'm good, and I know what it's like when when I'm bad. I don't I don't know quite know what it's like when the ugliest parts of me are known and you know i've deluded myself into thinking they've been not hidden or they've been hidden and you know i think some of my dear friends have seen the running and the eating and the lusting and the whatever but um i think it's been um and even this conversation i mean i didn't know what we would decide Mm -hmm. i think this um conversation has been uh, incredible and there was a there was a um a letter, kind of a, a document that you guys put together about just thoughts about, you know, how do we trace the sins back to the wounds, back to healing. And, and, um, it was so gracious. And, and so I had so much joy in just reading this, like, here's what we recommend. It was incredible. And so, um, you know, even as we talked about this episode, I mean, wh- how do you, how do you plan something like this out? But we felt, I don't know. It just felt so important to not hide mm-hmm. um, for lots of reasons for my sanity, but but bigger than that, like uh, the 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 community that God has built mm-hmm. here, you know, yeah. just is so important. And um, and and so many of you have been hurt by stuff like this already, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just another admission of failure, just another you know moral thing, and. 
it would have been easy just to kind of release a vague statement and, you know, walk away. Mm-hmm. But um, thanks to you guys, we were committed not to do that. Well, I think too, you know, we've, since Vox started, it's been built on this idea of a safe place for yeah. people. It's been built on this idea of, you know, that we're all broken and flawed people and, and making a place where people can come and, and be, be vulnerable and honest and open with brokenness. And that we're all on this <clears throat> big ship together that's moving forward and we're trying to weather these storms together. And it, you know, I'm a big believer in transparency and those ideas of living above reproach and how do we create a space where people can actually do those things? Like, how do you how do you build an environment in the community where people can be open and honest and hurt and and fail in front of each other and help each other up and, and give room for every single member of that community to have that permission yeah. to be hurt and to fall and so it's it was important to us that if we can't do that with you, with Mike, with the person who built the foundation of this community, then, you know, we, you know, we're not really doing it yeah. <laughs> if we can't do it with you. Yeah. And I think, too, as we're as we're building these micro communities like this is the model that for me in my brain, this is the, yeah. the core tenets of that model, like. Everybody can walk in there. Everybody can yeah. dump on the table. Everybody can sort through together. Everyone will be safe to be in that process together. And yeah. so, you know, the podcast is the foundational piece, so to speak, of those communities. So I think it was important to mm-hmm. have this conversation in that way for, for people to be a part of this conversation. Agreed. Yeah, because this is like real life. Like, I know more people that deal with stuff like this than not. So to not have any um, sort of way forward is, is tough. And I think one of the things I want to highlight that we've all talked about, too, is it would also be super easy, eerie, to say, um, hey, I pursued this emotional connection, and so I just stopped talking to that person, and that was that. And it was very, like, sin mm-hmm. management. Um, and yeah. we, that's something we talk about a lot on here. Uh, the yeah. difference between like total transformation and that's just right. like addressing the top layer. Um, yeah. And yes. so like one of those things is to, for you to acknowledge and like all of us to say, hey, like that might be one symptom, but that's not the thing, right? Like the thing is all these other things. And so addressing that from a holistic standpoint takes yeah. real lots and lots of work and healing and community and time and working together. I mean, I think just, I think that's very different than just saying like, you did a bad thing, repent, <laughs> be different and move on. You know, right. it's, that's a different, yeah. um, it's a different approach, I think. No, very much. And, and it, it's that approach that, um, I mean, because I mean, it really is. It really is. My my therapist today, I was like, "How do I even have this conversation?" And she just said, "Well, don't be horrified and don't be heroic. You know, just be mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. and fumbling around because, um, you know, because it is. On the other hand, it's super easy to, 
you know, hey, now my platform is helping healthy marriages or something. Right, you know? yes. Which, like, wear a badge uh, about it. It's totally. true. That's always how it is. Like, there's this big fall and then this big trophy, and it's Yes, weird. watch me get healthy, everybody. Yes, yes. Oh, aren't I so great at getting healthy? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so many landmines in all of this. Mm-hmm. But it's usually just a big wall of silence and vagueness and so um I, i'm just so with you and so proud of you guys and 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 again we're not this isn't supposed to be a love fest about how great we're doing this at all i mean i'm i'm horrified that we have to do this um uh but i but I, i'm you know as you bring up micro communities i mean there 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 has to be a place where like the truth comes out and then it's met with truth and love and grace and mercy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, uh, cause I sit in my therapist's office and I, and I, I confess this, um, you know, as, uh, and, and, and she just, she, she looks upon it with eyes to, that seek to understand like, well, how, how far back does this go? And what, what sits behind It's exactly what you were saying, Bonnie, like, we can manage the symptoms. Absolutely. And I'm all for accountability and, and symptom right. management. Absolutely. And the symptoms are sin. No question about it. And I own it. I own it. I own it. I have just absolutely failed. Um, and while that's true, it's also true that I have just, I've only gone to therapy for depression and anxiety. Mm. I've never gone to therapy because I'm a mess and I need help. And I don't understand why I do some of the things that I do. And, and so it is, it's very different when you go and you're just, you're focused on stop sinning versus right. I, I want to begin to understand why I fall into this same mode of friendship or marriage or comfort seeking or running or whatever, why that's just the default mm-hmm. for me. I don't want it to be the default. And you guys are so great at not letting me run because very <laughs> early I was just, I was just a mess wanting to run away. Yeah. And you've, uh, you've allowed that not to happen. So I think that's been very, very important. And, and um, anyway, no, hopefully we can learn how to make room for this kind of stuff because I the the performative nature thing that you talked about, I think, man, that's got to be just like, yeah, something that runs through every church, you know, just kind of the pedestal that we put pastors on that you know you have to perform, and it's like everybody needs room to fall apart, yeah, from time to time, <laughs> you know? yeah, but there's falling apart, and then there's falling apart, you know, um. Uh, you know, I, I've, I don't know. I just feel like all the ugliness, like there, like the transparency. People would say, I think I'm pretty transparent, but then there's the ugly stuff that, you know, um, it's like you let people into your living room, but you've kind of closed the doors in the bedrooms where you've stashed all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just like Pushed all the dirt into those rooms. <laughs> You're so nice. I was going to use a different term, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, it's more into the bathroom, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. Bonnie, what were you going to say? I was going to say, no, you're fine. I was going to say, um, this is, this was 
near and dear to my heart especially but to all of us and I want to just wanted to tell the listeners this because I think it's important and um, there's like a million trillion ways that we probably are getting this wrong but we're trying so hard <laughs> to get it right or at least to get it better than we've seen modeled um, and in churches when things like this happen um, yeah. usually yeah. you never the man usually don't get to say anything until like I don't know you're quote unquote healed and then you get to again um, <laughs> but at the same time no one ever hears from or um, takes care of the woman involved or the other parties involved totally. and um, that just stands against ev- like everything that we believe and so I just wanted people to know and be aware that like we've spoken to her, the Vox team, um, and come alongside her and um, offered the same sort of help for Mike because it's not fair if one person gets the come help on. of a community and healing and things like that just because they're the one up front or they're the man or whatever it is. Like we just believe right. that everybody deserves the same and so that was really really important to us and um i don't know i just felt like that needed to be said because um it's usually the woman that gets blamed or left behind and (laughs) um that's just not who we are no that's so true that's so true and yeah and in the the my default mechanism is image management you know right and so usually these things are done to protect the reputation or the image of yeah, the institution. Exactly. Or the, the, the upfront person. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bit of subversive, you know, nature in saying, well, I'd actually like to talk about this because I'm the, I'm the one responsible and I'd like to, you know, um, come out of hiding so mm-hmm. that I can live in aligned integrated begin to Mm you know because this is years of work this isn't like six months and you're back it took it took 48 years to to you know habituate myself into some of this and it's going to take a long time to get out Mm -hmm. but the possibility never occurred to me that i could confess this and still be loved wanted and accepted it never occurred to me Mm. so um so the only alternative was hiding right Mm -hmm. financially relationally um it was just hiding and i'm there's a small part of me that feels weird saying this but i'm I, i guess i just am breathing a deep sigh that um the hiding it like i don't want to do that anymore you know, because yeah. um, yeah. even as awful as all of this has felt, it feels so much better than hiding. What is it? I want to know what it's felt like. This is my 18 year old curious self pretending like I don't <laughs> know you like I know you now. Because um, I think it would be important. But like, what does it feel like for in a, in the, in a good way for um, you as a passer? Um to be pastored. I think that's like something that we don't oh, always see examples no, I, of or you know what I mean? No. 
Yes, that all Bonnie. That is such a genius question. It's been, um, I, I've never let it happen because I've always hidden the mm. parts that I deemed ugly. Mm. So you can only be pastored to the degree that you're willing to be in a, a broken and ugly mess. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you can be directed in your strength and glory, but you know, to be pastored, I mean, I I wish <laughs> uh, that that someday um, people could hear the conversations. I mean, like there's a guy, a friend we've had on the podcast named John Mark Comer who uh, we reached out to very early and and the things that he has said and and the exercises we've done together in terms of prayer and, and I mean it's just it's been magnificent and then and so I've never I've never been to a church where I haven't you know been a part of it or led it and um, so it's so hard for me to do this and and the how you guys have, been my friends in the middle of honest. I mean that, and I, I know I keep saying that, but that's so important. This isn't like we're pretending or we're moving on or we're like, you know, excusing. There's none of that, but yet the, there's this, um, I don't know, this uh, kind of a new pattern emerging where I don't have to perform and I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. So so when I'm performing, I'm never being pastored because I've always got the poser. I've always got the false self mm-hmm. activated. Um, so it feels really weird and it feels yeah. really good. And I, I bounce back and forth, you know, between just just so sad and so mad at myself and so embarrassed. And and then I and then unbelievably hopeful because I mean this is the grace of God right we've always said it the grace of God is when he intervenes and when he interrupts and it's not you know the judgment of God is when he gives us over yeah and you know I'm shocked at how much he has allowed me to be used in the midst of all of this brokenness and it shouldn't shock me I mean the Bible's full of those people but it still shocks me and it and it just feels like, you know, this is the season of just enough. I can't run. There's no make a church to hide behind. There's, you know what I mean. There's mm-hmm. just there. Um, there there's just a kind of a fledgling community, mm-hmm. and um, to sit in that as a equal and a peer, because all I know how to do is be in charge. Or be the worst human being ever. I don't mm. know how to sit and, um, you know, um, be exposed and be loved and wanted. I don't know how to do that. So this is all, you know, brand new. Mm-hmm. And it's many, it's it's many more conversations before I believe it, you know. But it's been it's been really different, yeah. for sure. And I realize how little I've pastored people, mm. you know, um, because there there's fixing, which is not pastoring. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that, that's been so different. No one's been trying to fix. It's just been this big process of wisdom and discernment and what's right and what's best mm-hmm. to get at the core issues. And because um, this, I mean, I've been spiraling for a while. No one I think would be shocked 
to hear that. But you know, you shared so. when we were talking about um, mental illness, and one of the things that you shared um, on social media with everybody was about how um, your move to Ohio, and you felt like had so many different things about that. But then you shared something with me the other day that was so redemptive, and I think that at least it was beginning to, and you said, you know, some of this is helping me reframe Ohio and seeing the beauty mm. of what it is to be here. Mm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bonnie, I didn't know what you were going to ask or what we were going to talk about, but these are such good questions. And I really do hope it's helpful somewhere for people. Um, so I, I run away as my default pattern. I, I saw that at Rock Harbor. I saw that at Mariners. I saw that EV free and I saw it at Vox. Uh, am I running away at times is for different reasons, but in this instance, I was so f consumed with anxiety about, I had some health stuff and my mom maybe had a, had a health thing. And, and I just thought moving to Ohio would fix it. I didn't take a damn second to think about how devastating it would be for the community, for our team, for Andy and David and Cece and Izzy. You know, it was it was literally all I kept thinking, looking back on it was, okay, Midwest, roots, quiet, peace, solitude. So what's what do you do? And I've said this before, but you know, the idiocy was to take a really messed up Mike Erie and a reeling sort of Mike's family and then to isolate them far away from every support system and friend, you know, and that just was awful. And so um, it has been very hard for Justy and I. So there was, I don't remember who said it, but, but somebody just said, Hey, you know, maybe this, maybe Ohio is a good thing in, in the following respect. I'm not a big deal. I'm not, um, I'm not a big mega church guy. Um, I don't, you know, um, I, like it was so pathetic for the first year I kept, I just saw myself trying to remind people that I was a big deal. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just how idiotic and, and I would do it in the dumbest of ways. And I hate admitting all of this. But I felt so used up and so like, I felt like it was such a mistake and it was irredeemable and my best days were behind me. And so I would just, you know, uh, I, I would just do the dumbest stuff. And I never opened myself up to being pastored here, to sitting in a church and investing but not leading. Um, I, not sitting in Christian community, you know, yeah. as just up here. Right. I resisted all of that for so long thinking, hey, you know, maybe California, I can get back there. Or maybe there's a big church here. And all of that, you know, has been put to death. And what's emerged in its place is, um, well, there's no one here to impress. There's no one here to perform in front of. Mm. Um, instead, like, like there, there are these two local pastors who don't know me from anybody, but I'd met with them a couple times and I just, I called him and I said, I, I'm falling apart and I need, I need you to know. And I just need to be a part of your church mm -hmm. and, you know, set up chairs and, and these guys are amazing. You know, of course the, the, the responses of, okay, you know, 
um, this is a, this is a big deal. But then the 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 desire because I, I they asked they said what do you need and I said just friendship. I don't know how to be friends. I just don't. Hmm. You know, I'm, I can sit up on a platform. I can sit up and behind a microphone. I don't know how to be a good friend and a good husband. And um, so it, it's been it's been reframing because. Um, I don't look at it a place as lost opportunity. I look at it as a place of sort of the potential to finally sort of be real and be integrated without having, you know, to perform. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. do. You know, we always talk about how jealous God is and that he just goes after and like that's just what this reminds me of of like how much he saw you and sees you and loves you and wants you to feel wholeness and integrated you know not because it's the right thing but because he cares for you so he doesn't want you to suffer or hide or anybody else and so the beauty that you are now in a spot where you can get those things is maybe i hope huge. so I've never, I mean, Todd Proctor and I at Rock Harbor always, we always had this comment and I don't think it's true for him anymore, but it's been true for me. Like I'm really good at helping other people encounter God, but I don't know how to do it myself. You know, like there've been moments that have been super intense where God's been very gracious, but like the day in and day out intimacy stuff, that's where I've just, I'm just shocked at like how much work I need to be doing and not for penance sake, but exactly for what you're saying. Like the, I don't know. I just don't know what, what it, what it's like to be whole and, and aligned. And, and, it, and I just feel Bonnie, I'm so sorry. I, I, please, if I don't want this to be flogging, but I just, all this talk about, you know, wholeness and, and future, we're not minimizing. I don't want to minimize what, what this is and the betrayal right. this is. And, um, you know, we haven't talked. We haven't talked about Justina, um, and the and you know how hurtful that is to her. Um, and so I don't want to, you know, minimize it by just running straight to well, it's past issues, but it's both, right? I'm fully responsible. I am. I own this, and um, I, I unfortunately I see this same impulse other places that aren't related to this one. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that that messy list of sabotage and all of that that just seems to be streaming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I I don't want to run and I don't want to pretend anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll see. Well, I hope I hope what you're saying is true. That you know I get up. My therapist today was um, I had this big water thing I was walking around with and she was talking about how um how tap water and purified water you know using that analogy is like the living water of Jesus versus the water of the world and um she just was saying you know the tap water the the applause the valid the seeking validation you know the all of that um it's tap water but it's it's readily available Whereas with Jesus, yeah. you kind of get a spoonful of water at a time. Um, you know what I mean? Sometimes maybe you'll get two spoonfuls, but you never get 
like as much as we would want. Um, but the difference between the water, she said, cause, uh, cause I've just, we were talking about just emptiness. And she said, the problem with tap water though, is it leaves you thirsty the next day. It, it all, it all, you know, it, it just flows through your fingers. There's, it, there's, it doesn't stay. It doesn't keep, it doesn't last. And, and so you wake up filling each day, which is what, you know, the, which is what I do with the, the, the picture of like the different kind of water, the better, healthier water. Her point was it, it comes much more slowly, but it doesn't go away. Mm. Like if you, like the steps that you take in formation, like those don't just disappear. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's, so she's trying to, she's trying to contrast the sin management right. view with the transformation yeah. and the relational transformation view, right? That it's so much slower. Um, but it's so much more lasting. And that was super, kind of super encouraging because, you know, the temptation is just to run, for me anyway, temptation is just to run and, and be the best healer in the history of the world, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best therapeutic patient they've ever seen. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go dazzle. <laughs> I'm you know what I mean? Award. Like, I'm going to heal better than anyone has ever healed. No, it's really good. And I think, you know, a, the pastors being pastored is such a cool concept. I remember like when I found out, and this is such a dumb revelation, but that therapists were also in therapy. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And I was just like, oh, obviously, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes so much sense. And, and it's like, why would pastors, because I've often said on the podcast like that I, I get so uncomfortable in the church if I get there and the, and the leadership team makes it feel like they've arrived, like they've figured mm -hmm, it all out. Mm -hmm. Then I just feel like, well, then I, I don't know. I just don't feel like we're on this journey anymore. We're not chasing after this active living God if, if someone thinks they've figured it all out. So I love the idea of pastors being pastored. Yeah. I also love that this feels like um, this feels like being center focused mm -hmm. and, and not being... Just because ob the obvious way to do this, and, and I think we've seen it done, is there are boundaries that you step outside of, and then you're not mm -hmm. allowed back in, or you're, or you're basing your decisions based on those boundaries and not just like this you know, reorientation and this repentance that is turning and moving towards Jesus and moving towards that well at the center. And, you know, I... I, I can see it in you already, just this, I, this, this hunger and this thirst to just get back to the well, and, or at least be facing the well and to be on your knees by the well. And Yes, I haven't done that in a very long time. Well, I think a lot of us, I think sometimes you don't even know that you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, well, yeah, I would have said you're, I was. You're not, yeah, you're not, you maybe are not actually facing the well or moving towards the center, but you're, you stopped and you're distracted by something else. And for a little bit, you've been wandering. I don't know. It's like, to me, that's such a big piece of community is just like helping each other turn and move forward. And, yeah. and as one falls or as one mm -hmm. turns or whatever, I've needed it, you know, a thousand times in my life, someone to come alongside and be like, no, like, come on, man, let's go forward. Let's face forward. Let's move towards the center. And, um, but I think it might be worth talking a little bit about where, uh, we're headed. Yeah. Wait, yeah. can I say Let one thing? Oh, of course. Always, you know, I could <laughs> coming in at the last random words. <laughs> um, I want to just say, as someone that has also been through a lot of pain, um, I look back at the Gospels and every single encounter with Jesus is when people 
are experiencing so much pain and grief. And so when you say, like, I hope I can find him or I hope I can encounter him, like something that shifted me when I was going through just awful times was like, oh, no, this isn't something I have to find. He's with me in the trenches. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want that to be true. It is true. Whether or not you notice it is different. I think it's a reframing. Yeah. We we just we've grown up in these church societies all the time that like it's the glory moments, the sermon wraps up with a bow. I mean, it's it's always like that, and it's it's quite the opposite. Every encounter is like smack dab in the middle of this awful pain and suffering, and so um, it That's really good. is true. He's there, and he. Um, you might not notice it now, but you'll look back and you will see it. And I. Um, there was only one set of footprints. <laughs> you know what? Because he was carrying me. Leave it to you. <laughs> no, you're right. No, it's good, Bonnie. It's good. I'm just like I'm skeptical of my own desire to grow. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm course. like ah, I'm just performing again. You know, and so it. That's what's so hard is you guys aren't letting me run. That's okay. Well, um, Tim and I will knock it out of you. <laughs> he totally will. <laughs> um, back to Tim's thing. So I so I wrote. I wrote a little sentence or two here. Um, at least, well, f- well, first of all, let me say this. I know some of you listening know me personally and, um, and are saddened and disappointed to hear this and angry. And you should be. And I know that some of you listening don't know me personally, but you found this to be a space of hope and healing and um, honesty and you're very disappointed to just hear this um, as another example of things that you've heard a thousand times before. And so I just want to say directly to you, I am sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that I've allowed, not allowed, that I've done these these uh, habits and practices that have been very destructive um, in my life. And um, I just want to... I want to say I'm I'm deeply sorry, and I, I and I do want to ask your individual forgiveness, not in some sort of cliched, you know, Christian way, but because I know how much this adds to the pain so many of us already feel, and I'm I'm very I'm deeply sorry, um, I'm deeply sorry about that, and I'm deeply sorry to the pain you know, that, that, that has brought Justina and Tim and Bonnie and others. Um, I grieve it, you know, as you could well imagine. Um, going forward, you know, back to Tim's question. Um, as for the next couple of months, at least for the next couple of months, at least, I'm going to focus on these issues apart from the regular rhythms of producing the podcast and engaging in platforms. Um, during this time, I'll be working to finish up some long overdue projects <laughs> for the Vox community. Um, some faith and politics stuff, further development on the theology behind our views of women in church. There was a, a paper I wrote years ago that has been quoted uh, that I've since changed my mind from. So I want to rewrite that paper. Um, I want to work on development of future episodes for the Interpreters podcast, and I want to—I actually want to get ahead on the Revelation stuff for our Patreons. Um, is 
while I'm gone, Bonnie, why don't you speak to that? While you are focusing on other things. Um, Correct. Tim and I are going to continue the podcast. We've worked really hard on a list of uh, people that we want to come on, that we want to interview, that we want to talk with, um, that continues in the vein of things we've always done on here. And uh, uh, Tim Gombis and Sky and John Mark Comer have all agreed to come on as well. So um, I don't know. And they know. And yes, they know they all what know we're those. announcing today. Yeah. So that's... So that's going to be really, um, really fun. Tim and I are really excited about it. We have some good guests. But uniquely, um, we are also so very aware that this news isn't something you just sort of move on from. Um, And that we should, we want to also give space to process. Um, But with that, we want to give space to grieve and to wonder and to contemplate that as all of you might do as we have done over the past month so um next week on the podcast um a good friend of mine elise snipes who is a therapist um she is a therapist with radical wellness that um, i do the spiritual direction with and she's going to be on the podcast with us with tim and i so it'll be the three of us and to discuss how to process these types of things so Tim and I get to be in the hot seat and that will be fun. (laughs) Um, But our hope is that we want to do it because our hope is that like Tim and I have our own thoughts or emotions or things we're dealing with with this news as you do too. And so Mm. Elise is going to give us some like really good practical tools so that we can try to continue to move forward as a community. I don't know, Tim, do you want to add anything there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, we didn't discuss this so you guys can react however you want uh but i i in the in the spirit of making space for what bonnie just said grieving wondering asking questions and stuff you know i might not be a terrible idea to if you have some of those things and you want to send them in and it can be some of the things that we do address and talk about um please do that send them to your Um, let's send them to your email yeah let's do it you can send it to tim at voxpodcast.com and and um, in the spirit of trying to open up this space and to be, um, to be all inclusive with the community and everything, um, please do that. Yeah. I think that it would be, I would love to have that be a bigger conversation than just yeah, agree. the three of us. Agreed. Yeah. But we're excited too, cause there's just been a lot going on lately in the world that we haven't, um, world war three. Made- yeah, I made space to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things happening that um, I know Gombus and uh, Sky are excited to talk about and stuff. So yeah, yeah, there's some good yeah. stuff on the horizon. Yeah, I, I know. Seriously, holy cow. So anyway, friends, um, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you for if you're still listening. Thank you for making it all the way through. Um, but let me, uh, if I might, let me do our blessing and then. And then we'll call it an episode, all right? Yeah. May, may, my dear brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you. And in these days, may he give us peace. Amen. And amen. 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 
Hey guys, Bonnie and Tim here. We know that that was um, heavy and surprising probably. And we want to give you guys space to be able to sit with that. So we hope that you tune in next week when we talk to um, a therapist, my friend Elise, um, so that we can kind of de decompress and um, sort of go through this process together. But Tim and I just wanted to make a few uh, clarifying statements that maybe got lost during that long episode. Um, so, yes, there was an emotional connection via text that Mike established with somebody other than Justina, his wife. Um, but what that did is when it came to his attention and to our attention is that it actually shed light on a whole bunch of different issues and layers of issues that Mike has been dealing with, different traumas, um, some depression and anxiety since his childhood that he's never had the space or the means to actually process. So it became... Um, something different and something bigger and something more holistic um, out of that. And so that's exactly what Mike is addressing, all these different layers and um, healing of these different traumas that he's experienced throughout his life. And um, Justina, although she is not ready to talk about it publicly, so please uh, respect her space. She's talking to, she has her own group of friends who are surrounding her. But also we want you to know that we are walking alongside Justina as well. Uh, like we said in the podcast, our goal is for healing, for the best healing and holistic healing for everybody. And so we want you to know that Justina is surrounded and we are walking with her too. And she is so, so deeply loved and cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, you know, both Mike and Bonnie spoke to this on the episode about how, um, dealing with the performance nature of being a pastor of a big church and having a, a podcast that has listeners and an audience. Um, this, the performative nature of those roles has really uh, helped feed the disparity between Mike's public and private self. And so mm -hmm. part of this process is him reconciling those two things, bringing them back together like he talked about. Um, so in the, in the very short near future, Mike is going to be focusing on things that don't trigger that performative nature, such as the mm -hmm. podcast. And he's going to be focusing on things the community has been asking for, the Vox community has been asking for for a while, like a, uh, a book on um, faith and politics and, uh, the, and prepping for the Revelation podcast that he mm -hmm. does for Patreon members and uh, the interpreter podcast, getting content together for that. Something we talked about in previous episodes. So it's important for us to, to tell you guys that Mike's not going anywhere. Right. Uh, but that he's shifting his focus to non-performative, uh, functions while he spends time working on himself and spending time with his family. And so we, Bonnie and I are very excited. We just got done putting together our schedule for the next couple months mm -hmm. of guests. And there are some awesome, folks coming on yep. um, some some names that you'll be familiar with and then some new ones and all brilliant people who bring um, their expertise and their wisdom to uh, this conversation this this you know this one linear conversation we've been having about um, the whole time on Vox about us and Jesus and each other and community so and we got like we're some super of those excited new voices and they have new different perspectives so I think it's gonna be really good yeah, we're pumped. I think you guys would be stoked when you hear all this stuff. Um, yeah, agreed. So we're excited, and we just want to invite you guys to stick with us and move forward on this journey with us uh, as we chart the, the unknown the next couple months. But we're excited. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Mm -hmm.